Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. It's a spooky, yeah. almost Halloween, it's only two months away. Yeah, we have an box coming, so we had to show that in the beginning to remind everyone sign up. that we only have a few openings. So adabox.com, sign up. Halloween one's going to be shipping in two weeks or less. Yes, it's going to be spooky, Yeah. scary. All right. So we got an exciting show for you tonight. On? Yeah, it's me, Miss Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. As always, we're doing our Ask an Engineer show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And today is no exception. I thought maybe there'd be an exception. No, none. We stopped for nothing except um, internet or power outages. But not today. We've got a second show for you tonight with all sorts of news and new products and updates and videos, guides and more. Uh, we're rock and rolling. You know, we, we worked hard all summer and now everybody's back and it, we're going twice as fast, twice as hard. So uh, why don't you tell them what's going on on tonight's one hour long show? Yeah, on tonight's show, the code is Five is alive. We're doing that for a couple reasons. One, CircuitPython 5 Alpha is live, but also everyone's lovable robot from Short Circuit, Johnny Aww. 5, is alive. And uh, I also grabbed a little clip uh, for you youngins out there, for folks who haven't seen this movie. Like, go, what is this? What are you talking about? Go watch Short Circuit because it's one of the few movies where there is robot friends, not robot enemies. Um, at least that's kind of the moral of the story at the end. But here's a little bit of the ending and what Johnny 5 likes to say when things work out. Mr. Five, Mr. Five, tell us how you feel. How do I feel? I feel alive! So. It's like the classic 80s Five movie where you, you jump up at the end. You got lots of Steve Gutenbergs in there. Yeah. You got everything, but the code is Five is Alive. 10% off native your store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time tonight gets you 10% off everything in stock except for gift certificates, Ada Box, and Codecademy classes. It supports us. An open source hardware company here in New York City. We make the stuff here. We ship the stuff here. We code the stuff. We do all the stuff that a U.S. manufacturing company would do if there was more U.S. manufacturing companies. So use the code, save a buck or two, and make this cool company thrive. Show and tell people around the world at Show and Sharing their projects. Lydia will talk about who was on the Show and Tell and what they shared. We've got JP's show along with the Make Code Minute. We'll talk about that. We have Python and hardware news. We have time travel where we look at some past projects or things that we're up to, events, or just things going on in the maker world. 3D printing, we got a video and a sped up video from Noah and Pedro. Some made in New York City factory footage starring the Adafruit factory. We got some new products. We'll answer your questions and don't forget to hang out in Discord during the entire show, adafruit.it slash Discord, in addition to any time really. There's 13,000 of us and you can hang out with people that like to share their projects and more. We'll do some top secret. We'll have a trivia question where we give away something, all that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yay. Okay. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on in the show I know. tonight. Um, Lots of stuff. A little bit of reminder, five is alive is the code. You can use it on robotics yeah. parts you want to buy, like build your own robot friend. Um, we do have some free stuff going on. Um, we extended the Circuit Python day to Circuit Python week, Circuit Python month, and now it's spilling over into uh, Circuit Python by month. September, but we still have some stickers left. Yes. So um, you get one of these pretty much for every order. If you and have a dollar or more in your cart, because we couldn't make it zero and yeah. we don't have any number less than because it's an integer. One dollar or more, you'll get a free Circuit, Playground, Circuit uh, Python sticker. Uh, it's this wonderful sticker featuring Blinka, the yeah. magical mascot of Circuit Python. 
$99 or more, we still have the Permaproto half-size breadboard. These PCBs you can solder to once you build your project to make your project prototype permanent. $199 or more, you get free UPS ground ship shipping that's trackable, insured shipping. UPS ground in the continental US is our favoriteest way to ship products around this country. And at $299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development board that runs Arduino, Circuit Python, Code.org, CS Discoveries, MakeCode, MakerBlocks, TeenyGo, MicroLisp, what you want, you got it. it. Has sensors and buttons and LEDs all built in already. Uh, so you can use this to get your project started. As someone said today on the show and tell, it's the thing that brought them into electronics from being a software engineer and they love it. Okay, for the type of shipping, as Lady mentioned, we have UPS Ground, the best way to do it in the US Postal. If you like mystery sometimes, um, sometimes it disappears and reemerges. Yeah. And then DHL International is the way to go for international. If you're in New York City, you check out before 11 a.m. and you're in Manhattan and it's a zip code that we do same day, you can get your package delivered same day. Okay, show and tell. People around the world show and share on their projects. Lady Ada, who's on the show and tell and what did they share? I'm glad you asked. Show and tell, we had a bunch of people. Thanks to everybody for showing up on StreamYard, our system we've been using for a couple weeks now. It's been working out. Uh, Phil B came by with a Pepper's Ghost demo um, using the Monster Mask and uh, he found uh, some tempered glass used for um, protecting iPhone screens and it works perfectly to get um, these, the monster mask eyes to float over your eyes. They, they actually, you look like your eyes have been replaced with um, TFT eyes. It's an effect that's hard to explain, but if you watch the video, you will be amazed and we'll show a clip of it also later. JP showed off what he's gonna be working on tomorrow, Thursday. It's going to be the fish monster mask. He's gonna show how you can take uh, rubber masks such as fishes and chickens and pigs and whatnot and update them to use the eyes to make them um, you, you know they already have um, separate eyes for um, looking through so these are perfect uh, monster mask adaptable uh, projects and he'll be showing how he's going to get that all fitted in tomorrow Thursday on JP's workshop. Melissa showed off her TensorFlow Raspberry Pi guide. Um, is it true that you can run TensorFlow on a Raspberry Pi 4? Yes it is she wrote a guide on it. So check out that guide, and if you have one of the new Pi 4s, um, you too can make uh, an object detector using machine learning and artificial intelligence. Brian has been working on a library and guide for an upcoming new sensor, the TLV493D. Um, this uh, chip is a 3D magnetometer, and he's got a demo where he detects a magnet and turns on an LED. That's a good demo. Uh, and more to come as that product gets wrapped up and we'll put it in the store sometime next week. Neon Pedro have Mickey ears. Um, they have escaped the storm that is coming to Florida, but luckily uh, they took advantage of a lot of people hiding out or leaving town and they went to Disney World and uh, they picked up some Mickey ears, added a Gemma and some neon uh, um, diffused NeoPixels and made super cool uh, rainbow Mickey ears that you can DIY yourself for only a couple bucks after you pick up um, these ears from uh, your favorite Disney seller. And then when you go there, you look cool. And then when you shake your head, a little motion sensor detects that and sparkles the LEDs. It's like a, what's it called, a light parade every night. Yeah. Um, Nick came by, showed off like three different Circuit Playground Express projects. He's loving them. Uh, he built a, a wearable robot and he's using spade terminals. Uh, so he doesn't have to solder them. He made a cricket bot. 
um, with like a tin can, looks like a tea, tea can, and a uh, four stick one dimensional pong game. So it's pong, but it's like multiplayer, all using a circuit playground with uh, little to no soldering because he's a software person. And so he, he does less soldering, more coding. JMK uh, was cleaning up, uh, maybe get ready for the school year, and found a lost Pi portal and was like, you know, I should port JM Chaos to this. Uh, JM Chaos, as you know, is the premier DIY Python operating system written by JMK, which you can, you can pick up and run on your computer, but now you can run it on a Pi portal, which is exactly what it's perfect for. It's got a touch screen um, and it's ready to uh, have apps and icons. And he's got a couple things going. He's gonna get a clock app going. Uh, he's got windows with, with closed buttons. So he's basically writing a window manager for the Pi portal that's super cool. Yeah, and one thing, um, we've been posting up some retro guides. Uh, we talked about this last week, but we had one for Magic Cap OS. And one of the things that we thought was really important and cool with Pi Portal is you can do things like HyperCard. So we have HyperCard. You can start to make your own little operating systems, your own self-contained device. There really isn't a way for that. Yeah. Uh, for people to, like, let's say if you want to make your own, like, little PDA. And so JMK is, is jumping right in, and that was one of the specific things that we wanted to see people do. So excellent work, yeah. JMK. And if anyone's interested, just check out um, not only the Pi Portal guides that has some of the cool buttons and things that you can do, um, and Piper card, but also check out some of the retro guides so you can look at what people did 20 years ago on these highest end, most expensive devices at the time. Now you can do it for like under 50 bucks and you can build it yourself. Amazing. I know, it's like JMK is like, we, it's like, Redoing the Newton. Yeah. Um, uh, Spedwell came by and showed off a camera mount on a helmet. It's his favorite type of camera. It's 10 years old. And he fixed the button, which is super cool. Instead of having to buy a new one when the button broke, he took it apart, uh, soldered the button back on, and put it back together, and it works. And, like, that's one less thing that goes into the trash heap, which is super cool. Alvaro yeah. mm-hmm. um, is building an open ROV. Uh, it's an underwater robot. And they're, they're hacking it. And he's also building a Braille keyboard, which will show off soon. And I uh, went to an event and customized the Pi badge to show off his name. So he's got a bunch of projects going on. Um, Christoph came by and showed off the mini robot PCBs that he's been working on. Um, he also made uh, two wearables. One is a capacitive touch light up uh, sweater or jacket, which has LEDs down the arm. And it's not using microcontroller for capacitive touch. It's using just two transistors, which is the original style. This is how originally people did capacitive touch. Um, it would use the capacitive uh, input to uh, turn on you know, a, a transistor, which would turn on another transistor. Um, and it was just enough current to activate it and uh, turn on these LEDs. And also uh, he has an embroidered jean jacket that was embroidered with conductive thread. And then a microcontroller that has audio output was used um, to read the touches from the capacitive touch on the conductive thread and play audio out through a speaker or through headsets. So a cool audio jacket. All participants in Show and Tell get an As Seen on the Show and Tell sticker. If you're a kid, please have a guardian, parent-like entity email us. Okay, on JP's show, which is happening tomorrow at 4, we have... More masks. Yeah, so here's a little bit of preview. This is last week. Um, this is last week, last and week. then we're going to show somebody coming in. So this is what he showed last week, and then you can tune in tomorrow to see more what like this.
JP Show. In addition to showing all these cool projects and more, we have something called Make Code Minute. Uh, we'll be launching our Make Code newsletter next week. Soon. Yeah, if all things go well. Um, we have a ton of content on the first one, and then JP's Make Code Minute that he does every single week. If you want to just jump in real fast and use one of the fastest, easiest, best block programmer or JavaScript or static Python, Make Code's the way to go. Take it away, JP. For the Make Code Minute today, I wanted to talk about how you can use the accelerometer on the uh, Circuit Playground Express to drive pins high or low, which will in turn flip on a 120 volt switch. So check this out. I've got my Circuit Playground Express here. Uh, you can see in my code what I've got going on is a really simple sketch. I'm using over in this advanced section these pins, and so you can do a lot of stuff with digital and analog uh, input-output, or I.O. pins. So what I've done is I've said on start I'm going to send the uh, pin called A1, it's one of the pads on the Circuit Playground Express, to low, and then I set all the pixels to yellow just so I know I've turned it on and things are working. Then when I uh, have the face up, which is sort of the resting on a table orientation. I'm going to keep that pin A1 low and I'm going to set all the pixels to red. Then when I tilt it up, the accelerometer is going to know that I've done that and it's going to write digital A1 pin to high and then it's going to set all the pixels to green. Now that in and of itself isn't too interesting, but watch what happens when I do that. Do you notice something over here on my face? I'm getting lit up. So I've got a uh, straight up light bulb, a light bulb socket there that's being lit. Uh, and the way I'm doing that is with a uh, power strip relay. And that's this gizmo you see right here. I can go full screen with this actually. Uh, so if you see this gizmo here, this is uh, got a momentary, or uh, a rather normally off um, pair of switches and a normally on pair of switches. And there's a little control block there that takes a uh, command anywhere from probably two to five or maybe a little more. Uh, volts will tell that to switch its state. So there I can flip that relay and safely turn on and off this uh, light that you can see lighting me up here every time I do that. Uh, and so that is how you can uh, trigger an external relay using Make Code on a Circuit Playground Express. And that is your Make Code Minute. All right, so tune in to JP Show every single week. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Next up. It is now time for some Python on hardware news. This is my favorite time of the week. All right, so. Um, v is for victory. Yeah, well, that's what the code was sort of too for tonight, which was. So five Python and 5, yes, we have five an alpha. alpha out for CircuitPython 5.0.0. You probably remember CircuitPython 4. I That's remember so Python long ago. One, yeah. yeah, well, now we're up to five. And five has started to add a bunch of stuff. We've got uh, some Bluetooth updates. We've got e ink displays natively supported. We've got some um, OLED support as well. Yep. PWM audio, which is great for uh, Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. So, um, lots more cool stuff. And some audio stuff is making its way in. We're making some audio improvements like Audio Mixer. So, um, good stuff is coming into 5.0. So, uh, you know, four is definitely stable now. People are loving it. It's faster. 
uh, uses less memory. Five will be even better. Try it out on your device, circuitpython.org slash downloads. Has your UF2s. Device Simulator Express, a Microsoft Garage project. We mentioned this last week, but I got even more information in the newsletter this week. This is if you want to use VS Code and you want to use Circuit Playground Express, Circuit Python, and maybe you don't even have a device, so now yeah, there's a device if, simulator. If you love the device simulator from MakeCode, and who doesn't? I mean, that's an amazing accomplishment that the MakeCode team added. And as you move up, you know, you maybe want to use it with VS Code as well in CircuitPython. Well, they've added uh, a similar type of um, simulator, so you can uh, blink LEDs and detect temperature and light, um, all from within VS Code. So it's a plugin that you can install, so it works with any VS Code install. And it's ready to go for CircuitPython. Circuit right. Python. Here's just some of the interns, not all of our picture. Congratulations, summer interns at Microsoft. They shipped Garage. the product, yay! Next up, we have some updates on CircuitPython.org. Especially if you go to CircuitPython.org/downloads, you will be More. able to see different boards. Some of them aren't even released. We decided, you know what? To heck with it. If there's an unreleased board, it's just going to show up in the list. You're going to see it. It's okay. We're an open source company. No secrets here. We're okay. So we have 74 boards all together, but you can see some of the upcoming products and more. Next up. Looking um, great. I've been chatting with the team, and I'm like, hey, we're doing so much stuff. Maybe I can get like two sentences from, from our um, team that works with CircuitPython and some of the things that go into it. So uh, this is from Brian. Brian finished up Katni's TLV. 49 3D breakout and wrote a circuit python driver. And this is the Bitsy Wing, which actually went in the store today. Yeah, so this is an interesting one because there is no addressable registers like most I2C sensors. So instead, you have to read bytes from the sensor until you get the information you need and on the same rights. Next up. I2C uh, is amazing because it's always the same and it's always different. Dan's working on a lot of Bluetooth stuff. Uh, this week, working on Mac OS, Windows, Linux, and Chromebooks. It does not yet work on iOS, but I believe there's a new update. No, he did. He did that. get it working. Amazing. You'll see that next week. Friday, you got it going. Yeah, descriptors are added to their parent objects. They're created, and last up, Dan, is adding compilation options to CircuitPython so a custom build can uh, enable and disable individual USB and USB HID devices. This takes a step towards user-defined HID devices. And Melissa uh, was on the show and tell, and also released a guide, had some status updates on the TensorFlow light for Raspberry Pi and showing some really cool vision recognition projects. We'll show that off shortly. Next up, we had some neat guides. Uh, this one in particular I really like because it had uh, one of the best tutorials, if not the only tutorial I've seen, that had to optimize your graphics for e-ink displays for one color, two color, and also what yeah, we call if you want, three color. Yeah, if you want your graphics to look great on e-ink displays, get that old school dither style going. We show you how to do it in Photoshop and Image Magic because every project eventually involves Image Magic. That is correct. Okay. Also, there is some more information about this cool book. Uh, this will be coming out. It's from Japan, and it is Circuit Playground Express, Circuit Python, and Moo, all in one book. And not only is the cover amazing, but check out some of the posts that we've done about this and some of the thoughts and care that's gone into this from the author and the artist who are working on it. CircuitPython snakes its way to Gameduino. Gameduino has a version of CircuitPython that it's they're... CircuitPython compatible. CircuitPython that's compatible that's on their game-playing device, so we posted that up and more. Um, we're hoping that they put in some pull requests so other people can get these features that they were working on. That is our request. We'll see if they do it. 
next up. We've talked about this before. This is the CircuitPython powered hub. This is now in production. Yay. Congratulations, Capable Robotics. Yay, they're capable. I backed one of these, so I can't wait to receive mine, and it runs CircuitPython. It's pretty cool. Uh, the folks who are working on the RoboHat, Robotic Masters, are a close release, they're right? about to ship this, and this is a CircuitPython running Feather takes flight on the Kia Feather. This is a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth Feather. It's based on the Feather format because they wanted the most compatibility and the most wings and accessories out there. It uses an STM32 F111, and uh, you can program it with .NET Framework. Yes, it supports MicroPython. Yep, and more. And then this um, this person was on our show and tell, but I also really like this. This is a cool project. Um, it's a 3D printed case that is also a uh, simple LoRa remote control. Yeah. So um, you can read more about it. Um, all the Tinkercad stuff is up. All the GitHub stuff is up. All the CircuitPython stuff is up. So you can even remake one of your own. Okay. Um, each week we try to spotlight folks that are in the news or um, have a cool interview. So this is kind of neat because this is a twofer. Um, there's a Python community interview with Marlene. And Marlene was also the person who got one of the Pi badges who immediately made um, Marlene's name on Marlene's name badge. So, uh, read that and she's interview. really purple, which is correct. Yeah, so you can read this interview over at Real Python, and she's also the chair of the very first PyCon Africa. Cool. Check it out. Next up, uh, the ESP32S2 is coming out soon. Slowly so making its way. Everyone's freaking out, and they're like, I want to see this thing, I want to see this thing. So John Lee posted up a photo of this. They also, in their monthly newsletter, had a data sheet. Yes. So we posted that up. We're, as soon as they have the USB core working, we're totally going to use this chip. I think we'll, we'll make Feather with it. We'll do some good stuff. We're just waiting for them to do a silicon revision and get the USB um, full speed core working because that be, that's exactly what we need for us to get CircuitPython working, to get TDUSB working. Okay, the next issue of Micromag is available for download, and, and it's all about all MicroPython. Oh, MicroPython, MicroPython, so MicroPython, MicroPython. You can download it for free, and also if you want to subscribe, you can support them. It's a community-made and supported magazine. Okay, PyCon UK is coming up next week, 13th to 17th, and there is a call for bring out your hardware. So if you're going to the event, you can bring your hardware. I have links to the event, it's in the UK of course, but if you want more information, you're in the UK and you want to bring your own hardware, uh, check out uh, the PyCon link in the newsletter. It is a uh, call for this open session. So they did one in a previous event and Carlos sent this to us. So you can bring any of your Python running hardware. And that is it for the Python on Hardware News this week. Lots of Jam-packed. Yeah. So much stuff is happening every week. Okay, Adafruit.io and our IoT monthly newsletter. It ships on Friday, so go to adafruitdaily.com and sign up for You must it. sign up. We don't sign yep. you up for you. You have to do it. Yeah, adafruitdaily.com and sign up for the IoT monthly newsletter. It'll ship on Friday. I think it's the best IoT newsletter out there. And there's a lot going on, especially with CircuitPython, Python yeah. hardware, Raspberry Pi, lots of IO stuff going on. Okay, time travel. We're going to look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. We do segments throughout the week now. Um, we have a STEMA Sunday, so we're going to play that, and then we're going to talk about Machine Learning Monday. Okay. This is a STEMA Sunday, and today I'm getting this GPS module up and running. This is a UR and I2C capable miniature GPS module with an antenna built in. Look how cute this thing is. And on the bottom, I've got a coin cell for battery backup. 
And since it's Stemma, I can hook it up to other I2C objects like this OLED display. So you can see it's updating the time. And I'm indoors, so it's on the location, but it has got the time and date updating. And I have a little Itsy Bitsy M4 uh, driving all this, so it's kind of cute. It's got I2C cable to GPS, the OLED, all with Stemma QT. So it's working pretty well. Okay, cool. All right, this Machine Learning Monday was a lot of fun because we were able to debut our Braincraft hat. Yes. So, history of this board. Let's we, talk about, well, how did this start? Yeah, we wanted to um, make the easiest, best way to do machine learning stuff in like five minutes. And so, we've done stuff like this with robotics, with the Cricket hat. We oh, want train. Yay! <laughs> okay. And as you can hear, it's working. Yeah. Um, so, we've called this Braincraft because like machine learning and TensorFlow and TinyML, all those words are a little confusing to folks. So it's not yeah. like crafting brain. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah like, like what? crafting little brain. Yeah. So um, we showed the preview. Of but it also hardware. means like it's not just code. It's like it's crafting. Like we're going to be making cool stuff with this, like cool demos, things that are useful for people. Yeah. And so we showed the the hardware uh, not too long ago, but we had Pete Warden who heads up the TensorFlow stuff at uh, Google. Mm -hmm. um, I think on the device side, but it might even be more. And we said, okay, great, if you can wave a magic wand and have everything you want on a machine learning device, what yeah. would it have? And we went through the list and we did it. Yes. So Everything um, he asked for. Yeah. And I was like, like, I'm like, a, like a magic fairy. So um, we're going to do a live demo, but here's, here's what you know, folks probably saw who follow some Adafruit stuff. It not only sees what you hold up in front of it, but it will say it. And we thought that was really important because we want to make machine learning accessible for everyone. What if you're vision impaired? Um, what if, uh, there's lots of what ifs with this. And we also wanted to use something that showed the capability. So we have about a thousand different things it can recognize. Yes, and this is the MobileNet V2 model. So we're just starting with yeah. the first model. We're actually, basing the code we have right now is written by uh, Lay, I can't remember her last name, um, but it's in the guide, and uh, she wrote this really cool demo, and I was like, oh, this is an excellent start. And all I did was just make it so you could have text overlay and speech output. So just taking her basic demo that was that she posted a couple weeks ago and um, just making it even awesomer. Okay, so Lady Ada has uh, put a piece of paper to over the camera because what happens is it sees our fluorescent lights and it thinks it's a bullet train, which is not a bad not guess. Not a bad guess. Okay. So I'm going to start off with some things. So... Uh, I think it was pretty clear. Everyone probably agrees that this works with the um, the, the coffee cup. Yeah. But I wanted to show. Um, so birds. I don't own a penguin. But I wish you did. But I have a photo of a penguin. Okay. So we're gonna have it recognize this photo. But you really said if you picked up a penguin, you're like penguin. <laughs> okay. King penguin. Not bad. Good work. So. The demo that I wanted to show is I grabbed some photos off the internet and I just put it in the, the iPad photo thing so uh, I could slide quickly. So here we go. And what you're seeing is this is me off to the side. Hi, I have an iPad. I have things on the iPad. And then this is the device here. And we'll see how it goes. You can see the number of frames per second. It'll put the words on the screen and it'll also say it. And this is like. This is what we wanted to see in a machine learning demo. We didn't see anything out there like it, so we said we're going to do it ourselves. Okay. Cockroach. Yeah. Not bad. Let's I'm going to hold this up so you can even see the lights, so you can see the words even better. Yeah. Okay. Forklift. Oh, That's really fast. That's a forklift. 
Jag Panda. Pog. Pog. <laughs> Tiger. Clomper. English Setter. Eel. Eel. Leopard. Okay, so that's that's not bad. And um, maybe at the end of the show, if there's time, I'll have uh, I'll I'll let folks, you know, shout out a thing. Um, we did do things like, we were like, oh, well, maybe we should see if it can recognize different types of birds. We had that request, so I'll. Uh, and like a parrot. Yeah, I'll quickly classic, do that. Classic, classic parrot. Yeah, I'll see what. Well, yeah, I think it's like a macaw. So we'll see what it does. Oh yeah. Macaw. Yeah, not. Bad. And there's more. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what kind of parrot that is. Yeah. So this is this is the machine learning demo. This is it on a. Raspberry Pi 4. 4, and then we just have the the BrainCraft hat, which has a, a 240 by 240 TFT display, and then um, it's also going to be able to do audio stuff. So there's a microphone here, uh, speaker output. It's got um, Stemma connectors, uh, so you can connect like NeoPixels or servos. Um, there's an on-off switch, which you'll be able to do. You know, if you want to turn on and off the microphone, um, as well as a five-way joystick. So we'll be able to select. You know, you'll be able to select what mode you want it in. Um, a button and some dot stars for like really bright indication. And then underneath here, you can just see the headphone jack and the other stemma. So the next step, I'm going to get the microphone working, but we got the audio, train. we got the audio going yeah. um, pretty, the video actually came pretty well. It, it sort of train. just worked with our Pi TFT demo. I like that it sings bullet train. I, I like that too, so, but, uh, but yeah, so we're gonna do the audio next, but the, the TFT kind of came together this weekend pretty fast. Yeah, a couple fun things with AI. Yeah. Um, when it saw me, it called me a punching bag, which it's not wrong. And then one of the times, it just, you know, it saw my hair and it said wig. Wig. It calls me wig a lot too. Yeah. And so, like, this is really fast, and it does about a thousand objects. And you're probably wondering, okay, well, what's next? So, next thing we're gonna do is we're probably gonna. This is a speak and spell reissue, and uh, it's kind of neat. We did a blog post about this because the electronics are super tiny now. It's not the whole thing. Yeah. So I thought we'd do a speak and ML. And it would be uh, able to see. We put the camera out the back, and you'd walk around with this, and it would say, "Go find a tiger." Hopefully, you're not going to find a real tiger, no, but no. you'd be able to find like a picture of a tiger, and it would say "tiger," and you would do a scavenger hunt of sorts. Yeah. It looks coffee. You'd walk around with this. So I thought this would be a really good way for for people to understand what machine learning is, how they can make machine learning work for them, not the other way around. Yeah. And um, we have some other ideas. Um, okay. An emoji cam, so it looks at your mood and it types in the emoji for you. None of this is internet connected either, by the way. We, yeah. We like, this is all running. We like on, this on the edge. On the device itself. Yeah. That's why it's running seven frames per second. Yeah. The other idea is um, you would use this emoji cam or you would hold up something and it would change the character you are in a game based on what you're showing it. So that's kind of neat. Like a game controller with machine learning and vision in it. So if like you can't get past a certain part of a game, you show it a picture of your cat and it says cat and it turns your character into a cat. So you want to do machine learning in the very Adafruit way, like easy to use, get up and running in five minutes, lots of documentation, lots of videos, not like guns and Terminator stuff. This is all make robot friends, not robot enemies. Mm. So that's what's ahead with some machine learning stuff, and uh, maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll play it. Spell level A. Press go to begin. This is the now, new one. The, the weird thing about the new one is they did change the voice. It's not identical, and I need to find where my old one is too. Okay, next up. So tomorrow is Hackaday's fifteenth birthday. I started the site fifteen years ago. I do not run the site now, but I get to celebrate its birthday. Sorry, kid, you're on your own. Well, you birthed it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so uh, the Hackaday team, or at least some of them, will probably be on a very quick video that I thought we could do together real fast yeah. about maybe the last 15 years of Hackaday. And the more exciting thing, I think, is what could happen in the next 15 years. And not even limited to Hackaday. What can communities, electronic communities do? What can open source communities do? Yeah. And so look for that. It'll probably be tomorrow at 8 p.m. We have the Discord channel, Hackaday, uh, 15 years. And we'll get the word. I'll do blog posts tomorrow and stuff. But this is all just coming together. And then next week on Wednesday, we are doing a Hackaday hack chat about machine learning. So a lot of these demos you'll yeah. see. And we have some folks from Google. Do I know anything about machine learning? No, but I know a little bit more you know, than most people. But here's the, okay, so, you know. <laughs> I know enough. I'll, 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 you know, I'll break character for a second. So, you know, I live with Lamore, and she's like, I don't know this machine learning stuff. Yet you have the most advanced, best demos already, and more people are That's able to use other machine learning. other people with the code, I'm just running it. You know what, this is one of those times where, like, I think if you spent your entire life doing machine learning, you wouldn't be able to do demos with electronics. That's because correct. you would be doing algorithms You'd be, and stuff you'd like be that. focused on how many layers yeah. of, of you know network, network you need. You know machine learning than you think. I know enough yeah. to be dangerous. All right, so open source hardware, um, some open source news, a little bit of uh, uh, sad news. Uh, I think. So um, Gordon posted this up and Gordon, a lot of people might know Gordon from Wiring Pi. And Gordon said, I am done. He's out. I am done doing public releases of yeah. Wiring Pi. And I want to talk about some of the reasons he said he's done. Read the whole thing. I have a blog post about it. But the first one is, okay, so you've taken my software and you're putting it in, in a, a, G, a UPS unit and you're gutting all of the credit out except for you leave my email address so when people have problems with it, they email me. Yeah. And it's on like that thousands sucks. of thousands of devices. That sucks. Also, they're statically linking. Okay. So if it's like every new Pi comes out, it's out of date, it doesn't work, and then he gets blamed. It's like, why did you break yeah. it? He's like, I didn't break it. There's Things get updated. Then he said, um, the sad people is, yeah, people steal GPL um, code all the time. And he said, I've even had someone tell me to my face that they would take and republish my code under their name because there's nothing he could do about it. So this is a problem. Like, and we, 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 we discuss this sometimes. Never in the history of the planet has, it, has you been, have you been able to get a hold of someone. So you can tweet at them. You can email them. them you can, you can leave a GitHub them. issue. There's, it's in, it's, there's infinite ways for people you, to get to you. You can even see them in person. And I actually understand why a lot of people just can't handle this. Because like, let's say you're a musician and you, know, you put out an album. And you might be like world famous or something. But like, random Twitter is now like saying how much your music sucks. And like, yeah, like, okay, you know, don't release music. But at the same time, like, we were supposed to use the internet for you know, connecting and being good. Not constant tearing everyone down. Yeah, it used to, it was, the promise was you would connect only people who are interested in the same things, and yeah. now it's connecting people who hate the same things. Yeah, it's like you can't, like these social media things, they, they, they give a lot, but they also take a lot. And so anyways, I don't see why this person had to say that, because it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your GPL code and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, that's not true. You can, but, but also, like, why, it's also about intention. And like, why would yeah. they talk to this guy and like, I'm going to take your, your Raspberry Pi code and put my name on it. I'm going like, to so, punish you. So as we were reading this, we're like, oh, wow, this happens to us every week. People this happens take, to me all the time. People yeah. take Lamore's name off lots of code. Tons. Um, or and they'll maybe just leave like or they'll put your email address or something so they can uh, you know customers have problems they'll, they'll email you it's on someone else's hardware which would be fine if they just left the the, the contact info and then um, here's where he said final straw uh, and I'll, I'll zoom in on this final straw he said uh, an individual by the name of Daniel K who bleated at me for not releasing the sources for the Pi version 4 version in a timely manner I put up a .deb file designed for the correct dynamic linking, but Daniel pointed out the following. 
Not to be a complete ass or anything, but technically the LGPL license requires you to make the sources available when it's released. Great, thanks, Dan. Um, so Gordon was sick at the time, um, and you know he just didn't get to it like that hour. So he's like, I'm out. So I'll say this. One, anytime someone says not to be a blank, but everything they say after that is exactly what is they the just blank, said they're yeah. not going to be. But so Second, technically as the author, he does not have to release the sources because he can say, well, I'm releasing this under a non-open license. Like it's, I don't even want to get like into it's that. Not even like, I'm just saying, like, even if you were to argue in the legal point, this guy's is wrong. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I post this up and some jerk posted on our blog that we didn't have something up fast enough. And it was, he, 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 and he was wrong too. And he was wrong. <laughs> it's like we are, we, and I don't want to respond back and be like, hey, it's already been posted, but he was like, total jerk. And uh, I'm not going to let him post on our site anymore. Yeah. But this is the thing. Like, this is what happens. And so this is why a lot of people leave open source. And I get it. I understand. Yeah. And I don't think, like, remember someone said, oh, like, get thicker skin. It's like, well, no, why don't you just not be a jerk? Like, that's just as easy. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's, it's so much less energy. <laughs> it's less energy to release yeah. stuff. Releasing so. stuff is, is not, people are like, oh, why don't you just open source it? It's like, well, it's. You're actually yeah. now responsible for everybody's problems. So anyways, I'm sorry to hear this about Gordon. Like, if you know Gordon or if you see him, just maybe just say, hey, like, thanks for doing all you did and completely understand. And you know when he's ready, he'll probably come back. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. It's up to him. This is it. And it's so, cool. Like, we, it's, a, it's like I yeah. thank him for the work he did. I, I have no obligation. Uh, as uh, Neil Gaiman says, you are not, uh, he is not your bitch. Yeah. It's I think true. It's, That's I true think of it's writers. It's true of coders. I think it's a shame because, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. One... Um, people are taking code and putting their name on it and, and doing things they really shouldn't. The other thing is people are purposely going out of their way saying, I can do that if I want, and then also I'm going to, not to be a jerk, but jerk, 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 jerk. It seems like yeah. it, it seems like we, this could have been prevented. Yeah. So anyways, sorry, Gordon. Um, if you want to do stuff with Adafruit, let's know. I mean, yeah. we don't. But we, it's, it is, it is yeah. I, I, and, I know exactly what you're And the other about. thing is when there's toxic people in these communities, we ban them, and then, like, we get death threats. So, like, that's the other thing. Like, a lot of people don't know that behind the scenes. So, like, someone's being really crummy, and then, like, your I emails gets, like, yeah. this is, like, the worst thing that's ever happened once, to some Once guy. a week we get threatened or told. Yeah. So, whatever. anyways. Anyways. We're not going to change what we're doing. We're not going away. I'm crazy. Yeah. But I, but I do want to say, if you see this happening out there stop the person who's doing this i think another thing is that you know it's it, and the people watching if you if you do see somebody and you're like oh i wish they'd release the code or something instead of saying why haven't you why didn't you just do blah blah just say hey how can i help you what can i do to help get this going like I, you know i get people all the time i don't care but people are constantly saying like you know why haven't you made this new board or why haven't you done this or that and i think if they I don't care, but for other people, I think it could get annoying. And if you come to it as saying, hey, how can I help? What can I do to, to get this going? Oftentimes, the person will say, hey, well, the thing that's actually stopping this from happening is I need someone to write the documentation, or I need somebody to test it, or I need you know a Raspberry Pi 4 with four gigabytes of RAM or something. And then, then you can help them. And I think that that's, I found, is a better way to get people to how to be part of the community than just needling them endlessly. Okay. Anyways, let's learn, read the blog post, share it, and let's try to avoid this. Yeah. All right. Um, so speaking of open source, so we have a bunch of guides. We These do. are the guides. All of them, uh, you can stop at the Magic Cap one. Yes, the Magic Cap guide that was cool because we uh, showed on, under a Mac emulator, which we did earlier, you can now run the Magic Cap software. Um, if you saw the movie, it's cool. It's like a 320 by 240, sorry, 320 by 480 um, display so you can like run it on our 3.5 inch TFT which is kind of neat 
Uh, it's monochrome touchscreen, and it had like a very skeuomorphic design. But uh, you know, you can you watch it, you can you can see Hypercard in it a little bit. You can see Newton in it a little bit. Uh, all good stuff. We have that guy we talked about how to prepare graphics for ink displays. Um, so that image of me, uh, you know, with my pink hair, um, and Dave from uh, DigiKey with his red DigiKey shirt. It was a perfect image because we want a gray background. Uh, and that's a photo that we then converted to tricolor, and it looks amazing. Um, using dithering techniques, you can get really good-looking um, images uh, on an e-ink display. And now that we have CircuitPython e-ink support natively, it's a perfect time to check out this guide. We also have a guide for uh, the ATCC uh, Stemma Breakout. This is a crypto chip from Microchip. It's got a lock on it. That's how you know it's secure. And uh, this chip can um, securely store certificates. It can do uh, hashes. It can do... Uh, crypto authentication, you can do random number generation, a lot of good stuff. Uh, there's an Arduino library already. Uh, there's no data sheet for this, so we're using the Arduino library because it works pretty well. Uh, and then we're also working on a CircuitPython library. Maybe next week we'll release it. We have a guide from Erica. If you are um, a teacher at the, in the New York or NYC Department of Inter uh, Education system, and you want to use us as your vendor, you'd like to pick up some metros, circuit playgrounds, or sensors, or copper tape, we are a vendor. Um, we'll go through this guide and we'll show you how you can order through us through the approved vendor system, which is awesome because we're a New York manufacturer and you're a New York teacher manufacturing students. <laughs> and together we will manufacture the best You students. are the brain crafter. <laughs> you're the brain crafter. Um, next up, we've got from David Stiles, finally with 5.0 out, we have a new capability. We can now save screenshots of your circuit python board so um, if you've got a display or a pi portal and you've got um, image output maybe you draw something with turtle or you made a cool game uh, using uh, uh, ustage you can now take a screenshot not super fast but you can save it to either internal uh, qspy memory or to the sd card um, perfect for uh, updating your guide with like pixel perfect uh, images because it grabs exactly from the frame buffer you've got also from Melissa, she's got the how to run TensorFlow Lite object recognition on the Raspberry Pi 4. Pi 4 came out. It is just fast enough now that you can do um, TensorFlow Lite and, for example, running um, the MobileNet V2 object recognition uh, neural network. And um, this gives you inferences at around 150 milliseconds, which is under the magical 200 milliseconds needed for things to seem instantaneous. So it's just good enough now. Uh, try it out. You can recognize up to a thousand words. You have a little bit of a graphics helper to just make it look a little prettier uh, and display what it is that it's detecting, as well as the frame per second and the temperature. Uh, check out the guide. Uh, it's super fast. You can get going in like 10 minutes um, and you, either HDMI or Pi TFT output. We've got a guide for uh, the new product this week is the Airlift Bitsy add-on. If you've got Itsy Bitsy and you're like, oh, I wish I had Wi-Fi, oh, we got these adorable little U-blocks, Wi-Fi and also Bluetooth modules. Um, we put them on a Bitsy wing. It has capacitive, uh, uh, plenty of capacitors on it to stabilize the three volt uh, power supply. It's got level, um, not level shifting, a uh, output mux for the MISO pin so you can share the SPI port, RGB LED, and a little spot for a crypto chip if you would like to solder one on. Uh, check out the guide. It has code for Arduino and CircuitPython. So airlift, ahoy. Um, from JP, uh, last week's Monster Mask project. He's been having a lot of fun making creepy uh, masks. This one is like this creepy doll and these big 
eyes inside of it. It's, uh, it's an interesting mask because it has this mesh in front of it, which makes the eyes look a little bit darker, which I think is kind of cool, makes them a little hidden. But also you can see through it from the underneath. That's why we, how we designed the mask. So you, can, you have the eyes a little bit higher on your head, but you can still see through it. And then uh, staying dry, staying safe, Noah and Pedro got out a guide this week for NeoPixel LED Mickey ears. Uh, they got a Mickey hat. Although what's weird about this hat is like the hat part is Mickey's pants. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, but anyways, uh, it's the Mickey ears. It's got the um, diffused neon NeoPixels for a beautiful look and a Gemma with a tilt sensor uh, for a very easy build. All okay. in Maker, so we didn't make code. Uh, so it's a they tried out Maker Make Code with a simulator for the first time. Do you, many, do you know how many guides we have? It's almost two thousand. One thousand nine hundred eighty-one. So maybe by the by October we'll have nineteen eighty-one. That's a good year. Yeah. Okay. Some New York City factory footage. Adafruit, take it away. doing some very precision work. Got the loops, yep. got the mag magnification with the magnification and magnification. And it would not be a main New York City factory footage segment without a sunset or sunrise. So it's right outside the windows of the pick and place machine. That's beautiful. Okay, 3D printing, Noah and Pedro have two videos. We're gonna do these back to back. And this is the 
NeoPixel Mickey ears. Mickey ears. And then we have a fun sped up. All right, take, take it, away. it away. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we'll show you how to make your own set of light up Mickey ears. These are really bright LEDs that look a lot like neon lights. They're Adafruit NeoPixel strips with extra thick silicone, so the diffusion looks really nice. They're individually addressable, so you can create some pretty cool animations. We made it so they flash like fireworks when you shake your head. In this video, we'll show you how to wire up the electronics to make your own set of NeoPixel Mickey ears. The extra thick silicone gives the LEDs a full glow, while the other pair has more of a marquee-like effect, so this could be really nice for a more classic look. Both of these are side light NeoPixel strips, so the light emits at 90 degrees. This makes them great for running along an edge like these Mickey ears. We have a Gemma M0 with a tilt ball switch. This is a much simpler build and doesn't need a lot of wired connections. If you're just getting started and looking to get your projects up and running, definitely check out Microsoft's MakeCode. The Maker version supports a lot of boards from Adafruit and the open source community. The user interface is nice and simple, and there's a lot of great examples and built-in LED animations. You can use the simulator to test your code and get auto-generated breadboard wiring. This makes easy-to-read circuit diagrams, so you can follow along while you prototype. You can plug in the device via USB and upload code directly from the MakeCode website. Any supported board from Adafruit can pair with the device via web USB, so it's easy to connect. You can also share the code and download it from any computer using the Chrome browser. With the Gemma M0, you can hook up a strip of NeoPixels using alligator clips, which is nice because you don't need to solder. This could be a really handy tool for throwing a quick LED project together. MakeCode has a pretty nice set of tools, so it's easy to add some interaction. It's free to use, and there's no sign-up, so you can get to it right away. It's also an open source project, so big shout out to the MakeCode team at Microsoft. You can get the parts to build this project. Links are in the description. We got these Mickey-style ears from Disney World, but you could use whatever you like. We started by measuring the length of NeoPixel strips we'll need to cut for the ears. We used heavy-duty scissors to cut through the thick silicone. Copper pads underneath have markings denoting the connections. We used cutters to snip away the silicone so that one of the LEDs are exposed. Wiring will become much more manageable with the bare end of the strip, so we can expose this area. The arrow marks the direction of the data, so you can use this to get the right orientation when soldering them together. We used a craft blade from Slice to make an opening in the hat for the LED strip. Just a small slit near the ears will do. These ceramic blades are nice and sharp, so they can easily cut through this thicker material. Insert the bare strip through the slit and push it through the other side. Make sure the pads are accessible so we can attach wires. Test fitting the strip ensures we have the right amount of coverage. Next, we can get started on wiring up the tilt switch to the Gemma M0. Be sure to check out our learn guide for a full step-by-step -step tutorial. Connect the two strips together and make sure the data line is wired in the proper direction. This flexible ribbon cable will make our connections nice and tidy. We can string the wiring through the slits and carefully pull it through the other side. You can use the existing holes just behind the ears to route the wiring. The two strips wrap around the ears, so the wiring will need to jump between them. 
To keep all of the wiring hidden inside, we'll need to solder the strip while it's inside the hat. Now we can work on wiring the NeoPixel strips to the Gemma M0. Solder the voltage, ground, and data lines to the pads on the Gemma M0. Test out the circuit before we glue down the LED strips. To power the circuit on and off, we'll need to build a slide switch adapter. Wire a slide switch in line with the voltage wire and use heat shrink tubing to insulate the connections. We used a 2-pin JST connector so we can easily disconnect the battery. The slide switch will be attached just below the ear with the wiring wrapped above the battery. We use duct tape to secure the circuit to the ear cup. The Gemma M0 and tilt switch on one ear and the battery and the slide switch on the other. You'll need to apply some silicone glue along the edge of the ear cups to bond the strips. We used binder clips to tack the strips down while the glue sets. You'll want to let the glue cure for a few hours before wearing them out, but there you have it! That's how you can make your own set of NeoPixel Mickey ears. And if Mickey ears aren't quite your thing, you could build this into your wearable costumes or props. So you can reuse the code and circuit in any number of ways. We think a bit of interaction like Shake to Sparkle really make projects more interesting. And since the LEDs are side lit, they only shoot forwards so you won't blind anyone behind you. That can be really considerate for those firework shows and parades. If you have projects you'd like to share with us, we invite you to come on the show and tell. All participants will receive a free vinyl sticker. Also check out the Adafruit Discord server. You can join the community, get project help, and share your projects. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Get 3D Hangouts will return next week. They took a break today because of Dorian the Hurricane, so they were not doing the show today. They're all fine and everything. They just uh, knew it probably wouldn't work out doing the show. Well, so stay safe. Yeah. Also, yeah, you're like why do a show if the power might go out? Okay. Go wrong. Um, so don't forget, we showed the video in the beginning, AdaBox. I have a little snippet version of it. Uh, if you sign up for AdaBox right now, you will get one shipped to you in the next two weeks. So here is a reminder. Okay, so uh, you probably want to save some money if you put some stuff in your cart. 10% off. Yeah.
physical things. It is now time for some new products. New, new, new. New, 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 new. Okay. Uh, first up, this one is a coming soon, but you can coming sign soon. up for it. It'll be limited edition, but we're gonna have this them. poster. So you want to celebrate Circuit Python five? Get Blinka V for victory. V is for five. Uh, v is for sign up and you'll be notified when they come back in stock. Yeah, one of the reasons we do these, it was like, it used to be so cool back in the day when like this new operating system comes out and like it's Tiger or it's like Longhorn or it's something. Now, no one really does that anymore. So now we have like, okay, here's- Yeah, here's we got, we got the, the radio waves because it's Bluetooth and then the V for five. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, we got two versions of this. Yep, we've got two uh, screens from Pimeroni. These are, I think they were originally designed for their um, PiCade kits, but they're handy if you just want to add uh, LVDS displays. These really nice 8-inch or 10-inch displays. We've got two types. Uh, it's the same driver board, but one has an 8-inch display and uh, one has a 10-inch display, um, and the board is programmed for that display. So if you look on the back, it'll tell you which one you've got. Like, this is the 10-inch. It's a little bit larger. It's, I think... 1060 by 7 and yes actually yeah and this one is uh, 1024 by 768 uh, and I can show them off um, they're actually the same chips that we use for our um, everyday HDMI converters but they're they've now on just like a specialized primary board and they have the LVDS connector um, all ready to go so it's a, a nice and easy plug-in connector so these are really beautiful um, displays and they've got a little button board as well, so you can um, turn them on and off. And there's also a, a menu where you can um, set the uh, brightness and color and contrast. And it's also got a, um, a I2S output, this chip, the RT, RT2660H, classic um, HDMI to whatever converter. Um, and if you want, you can wire that up. It'll give you audio output as well. You power it from uh, micro USB, has HDMI input, and here I'm just driving it from a Raspberry Pi 4. Uh, it's just plug and play. You don't have to do any configuration or anything. It just shows up as a display. Super easy. Okay, next up. Next up, we've got the Airlift add-on for Itsy Bitsies. So if you have our little Itsy Bitsy boards, you love them, they're so cute and tidy and small, but you wanna add Wi-Fi, well, Ubox makes a little ESP32 module we, we program in with the Anina firmware and uh, pop it on top and you can use Arduino or CircuitPython. So this is a little demo, which I have. I also have the live version of this demo if you wanna see that. Um, and yeah. it connects to the internet and it gets you stuff and it's all TLS. 1.2, it's nice and secure, um, it's pretty fast, it handles all your socket connection stuff for you, it's so nice. Um, so this is the Itsy Bitsy, so I just got stacking headers soldered in onto the Itsy itself, and then I'll just show this if I remove it. Underneath this is an Itsy M4, so you can run CircuitPython or Arduino with this on an Itsy M4. If you want to use this with an Itsy Bitsy 32U4 M0, you will only be able to do that with Arduino code because there's not enough RAM to run the CircuitPython core. And on the 32U4, the RAM's pretty limited. You can't do a ton. You can like connect to MQTT maybe and get some data, but you can't do a lot. So that's just something to watch out for. Um, but on the M4, you're golden. You can do anything you like. And uh, we'll have more Itsy Bitsies out later, of course. But this is a lovely way to add a little easy Wi-Fi addition to it. Okay, the star of the show tonight, besides the community and the Adafruit team members, 
this? Yes, we have the Halloween 4. Last year around this time we released um, the Halloween M0, which was uh, a SAMD21 based board, a lot like this one. Uh, it was even in the Ada box. So this, you know, this is a kind of nice upgrade. Yeah. This um, has the same connectors, basically the same setup, but it has an upgrade display. The display is now 240 by 240, not 120 by 128. The chip is upgraded. It's a SAMD51, not a SAMD21. So it's much, much faster. It can do our new M4Is, which is a configurable kind of rendered um, eyeball display, which is much nicer. Uh, and um, it's got, uh, as well, four side lit NeoPixel LEDs. So you can see that from this demo here. I don't have it on my live demo, but on um, the other demo you can see we have four side lit NeoPixels and they are on uh, these corners. And um, when you uh, program it, you know, you want to run NeoPixel code on it, it basically just acts like a string of four NeoPixels. Um, the eye looks really great because it's a much nicer IPS display, so it looks good from multiple angles, nice and bright. And of course, it's got the SAMD51 on it, so it's a really powerful processor. But you still get all of the goodies. You get the speaker output, you get a three-pin stem over here, three-pin stem over here, um, I2C connections, so you get Stemma or Stemma QT, eight megabytes of QSPY flash, on-off switch, um, analog input or capacitive touch pads, uh, light sensor, reset button, uh, and all the goodies here, rechargeable battery input if you'd like to make it portable. It's the exact same size as the previous, so any old projects, you can now upgrade them and they'll just work. They'll just have a much better display and much faster processor. And of course, those wonderful side-lit new pixels. All right, so with that is new products. Yay! New, 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 new. All right. I think it's time for a recap. Yeah, recap. New, 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 new. We got coming soon the Python V for Victory Python Five Celebratory poster designed by Bruce Yan. Sign up when we get these. We'll put them in stock. It'll be a limited run. For your single board Linux computer or computer, if you want to add on an HDMI display, these lovely eight-inch and ten-inch. HDMI um, add-on displays are super easy. They're plug-and-play. Uh, you plug them into your HDMI input, and they show up. They even do scaling and stuff for you. Um, great way to add HDMI to your Raspberry Pi or other Linux board or computer. Um, the Airlift Bitsy add-on will add Wi-Fi Airlift support to your Itsy Bitsy from the 32U4 up to the M4. In Arduino and CircuitPython, you can now add Wi-Fi. So small. The Halloween M4 is out. This is an upgrade over the Halloween M0 from last year. Um, now it's the same size, same silk screen. The display is about the same size, but it's four times as many pixels, 240 by 240 IPS display. It's got side-lit NeoPixel LEDs for cool uh, edge lighting there, but still has all the goodies like the Featherwing connector, the Stemma connectors, uh, capacitive touch, speaker output, and all that good stuff, just faster and better. That's it. Okay. That was new products. Let's uh, do some top secret. Yeah. So first up, we showed this, uh, and Phil showed this in the show and tell, but we thought we'd show this real quick. This is coming soon. This is an upcoming guide. This is the Roger Rabbit style 
crazy eyes. Spooky eyes using yeah. Pepper's ghost. Okay. And then also coming up, um, we'll have this out soon. This is a TFT bonnet. Yeah. I was working with these little TFTs and they worked really well. So I was like, oh, let's make a little, we have an uh, OLED bonnet. I thought I'd make a TFT bonnet. Okay. Next up. Now, this is one of those ones where we want everyone to tell us what we did wrong with this board, because everyone has opinions when you don't want them, but we want them. Um, so this is an STM32 feather. That's right. It's the STM32 F405 feather, yeah. and we uh, it's going to be using uh, CircuitPython or MicroPython or Arduino. We're upgrading to USB-C, so this is our first feather since we've started doing more USB-C stuff, so it's we're ready. Um, and it's got a stomach connector at the end, stomach QT. It's got QSPY flash underneath. It has an SD card slot, so you can have an SDIO connected SD card. And I'm just looking for feedback. Does anyone have any hints or tricks for the STM32 F405? Yeah. Have you used it? Don't worry, we'll do what, a blog post. The comments will be open. What What do you think I should do different, or what did I do wrong? Because I'm, I, you know, it's almost routed. I have a couple air wires left to go. So now's a good time to uh, give me some, some deets. Okay. Give me hints. Back in default. Back in default with you. All right, so don't forget the code is five is alive. Five, 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 five is alive. It's all the way up to 1159. And uh, also a little bit of programming note tomorrow. Most likely, 8 p.m., we're gonna have a Hackaday Turns 15 video broadcast. And uh, let's do some questions, Lady Ada, over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. By the way, we finally got discord.gg slash adafruit working again. We contacted them, and I got stuck in a in an email loop with yeah. the way the ticketing system works there. But eventually it got fixed. So um, that's if you want to use that, you can use that too. Um, join on 13,000 of us. So we have a couple questions lined up. Great. Uh, first up. Do up. Does anyone know... Uh, on product ID 916, it says to add a 470 ohm resistor. If using 12 volts, is that quarter of a watt or yep. question mark? Just use a quarter watt resistor, unless specified elsewhere. People basically say whenever you say resistor, you just mean a quarter watt. That's kind of the standard issue. If they ever mean higher, they'll tell you, they'll say, you know, use a half watt or, or full watt resistor. Okay. Next up. Uh, question with make code from Microsoft but is it possible to manage interruptions the interruptions are actually handled for you every time you make a forever thread or on event that's an interrupt so it's actually handling interrupts for you um, you don't have to manage them you just create a thread or um, an on event block and it will will be an interrupt okay amazing and then um, I get this one hey everyone does the Trinket M0 have an onboard lipo charger no it does not it does not. And there's reasons that we decide to, when we put a charger on things and when we don't. Yes, uh, the Trinket was designed to be small, uh, and so we didn't add um, a LiPo charger support. Also, you know, it's not, there's no LiPo connector on it, yeah. so it's not always clear that it's used for LiPos, um, but we have a little LiPo backpack that you could solder on if you'd like. Yeah. You, have to, you have to solder three wires, um, so you could do that, yeah. or uh, you can use a USB battery pack. Yeah. The other thing that we, because sometimes um, this actually just came in over the weekend. So there are some boards like dev boards that we don't suggest using lipos if you're going to start to turn it into a wearable project. Yeah. And that's why on our, our boards that like, I think it's genuinely accepted that they're kind of wearable, like a Flora yeah. or a Circuit. Circuit Playground, for example, does not have circuit playground. lipo charging yeah. on purpose. I don't want people to use it with a lipo because 
uh, it's for kids. It's, they should be yeah. using uh, you, batteries, rechargeable batteries. Yeah. Instead. So, you know, one of the suggestions that we have is if you're going to do something wearable, use a battery pack, USB battery pack, or something like you know, triple A's. Yeah. Double A's. Okay. Let's see if there's any more questions that came in. Uh, what do you recommend for CircuitPython besides Moot? Try Visual Visual Studio. Try Visual Studio they Code because plugins. they have a they have a plugin now. Yeah. Um, so that's Perfect the one. timing. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, where does that STM thirty two F four future feather rank in speed from your current M zero M four to maybe Teensy four? It's a little faster than the M um, four because you know it's an STM M uh, four chip. Um, and it's running at 168 megahertz. That said, it doesn't have as much peripheral stuff supported. So um, it's faster by way of just megahertz, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be faster for all purposes. Okay. Uh, what's the hardest part of manufacturing our products? Um, documentation and support is always going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it just takes work. I'd say just because I've watched this process for almost, you know, 15 years will yeah. be soon is the designing of the hardware doesn't take no the design of the hardware is very easy yeah it is it, it's all the other things that go into it managing yeah. supply chains and having a great team that can work on it and yeah. making sure people are um, putting money in their 401k and having you know like all the things that you don't expect you yeah know, like it's everything you, else yeah and it's I, everything not hardware it's everything not hardware that's the hardest and I think you could tell the difference between a company like Adafruit that the, the people here really enjoy what they're doing and we try to compensate everyone the best we can, the most we can, and um, we do profit sharing. We don't have any loans or venture capital. Like every, Everything's transparent within the company. And I think you can tell the quality from that. And I think setting your company up to be like that to make hardware is the hardest thing. It takes a really long time. Yeah. Um, you know, this we aren't, we aren't YouTube personalities. We actually run a company all the other hours except for this one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's those are usually the hardest things. Okay. Um, I want to introduce my school to electronics, but I don't know how. See, take a look at learn.adafruit.com and sh look at the guides and see the type of projects that maybe the school would be interested in. Also, there's usually a local makerspace. There's usually um, a teacher who has some interest in this. Also, bring in a circuit playground. Yeah. Say, hey, like, you know, I want to... Circuit playground, make yeah. code, it's the easiest way. I was going to say, go to makecode.com. Yeah, we have a lot okay. of my code guides. Uh, okay. Uh, folks like how you can pop the information out of your head without any effort? That yes. Is cool. Okay. Yeah. Can the cap touch pads be used as analog digital inputs on a pie roller? I don't remember if they're analog inputs, but they definitely can be used as digital inputs. Yeah. That's why there's, there's little spots you can attach a little mini alligator clip or, okay. or wire. Well, if more questions come in, we might do that, but we'll, uh, we're going to do a giveaway now. We're doing a giveaway. Why don't we have a giveaway? Okay. It's time for the trivia. Trivia giveaway. We're going to be giving away a Halloween M4. Nice. I sees you. Nice price. Yeah, it's a standalone. It's super fun. Um, the first person to call the phone number when it appears on the screen, uh, they're going to get through to the phone. The phone's going to ring twice. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to say ahoy ahoy, and then maybe you can say ahoy ahoy back if you'd like. And then I say congratulations, you've called Ask Engineer and you've won a fabulous prize. What's your name? Where you're calling from? When you answer those questions, I'm going to award you a Halloween M4. Can't win if you've won before. Only one winner for my lifetime. If I come back from the dead, we'll talk about it. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So, call the phone. Here's the phone. Yeah. 
It has an eye, just like the Halloween. Yeah, but the phone lines are open. I'll drop the phone number in the chat call it, to help people. Call it to win. The magical eye. Oh, it's ringing. Hello. Hello. Okay, it's ringing twice. Gotta pick it up. Ahoy, ahoy. Hi. Hello. Congratulations, you've called the phone number successfully. You're a winner of a Halloween M4. Awesome. Okay, what's your name and where you're calling from? Uh, this is Devo. Hi, Devo. From, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Devo from North Carolina. Well, congratulations, you've won a fabulous Halloween M4. All you have to do to claim your prize is email support at adafruit.com and say, Hi, I'm Devo from North Carolina. I've won a part number 43. Zero, zero. Easy to remember. Nice round number. And they will send that to you ASAP. Awesome. Okay, what's the project you're working on or you want to work on? Um, actually, I'm working on a uh, infinity cube. Well, it could have an eyeball in the center of it. <laughs> yeah. Not? All right, well, that sounds like a cool project. Come by and show and tell and show us your project or paste it up in Discord when you've finished it. People love infinity cubes. I will. All right. Well, thank you so much. And don't forget to email support at Adafruit to win your prize. And that was 4,300? 4,300. Correct. All right. Okay. Thank Good night. So Bye. All right. Okay. Good work. Okay. That's our show for tonight, everybody. Um, real quick, a couple little odds Paint and Paintbrush. Yay, paintbrush. Paintbrush. Um, another couple odds and ends uh, in the chat. One says, I really want to say thank you, Lady Ada, for introducing me to open source electronics. Yay! And then... Um, Hairspray. Hairspray! Yeah. And then other question that came in, uh, Dan's helping out in the chat. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Rob asked, would Adafruit make a custom product for customers based on customer design needs? So, generally speaking, no. And we'll tell you why. Because um, the pick-and-place machines are here for making Adafruit products for Adafruit customers. When you start to get into contract manufacturing and product development you're looking at releasing one product like a year maybe every couple yeah of years. i mean if you want if you want to give us a million dollars we'll actually think about it because that's how much it takes a long time I mean, it would depend yeah it depends it, it would really depend yeah based on the the revenue we need to take in to keep adafruit going a million dollars might not be enough depending on the product yeah that's true so we have a price tag on our head we have rent we have all the team members so it would really depend on like we would say well how much do we normally make around this period how much yeah. is how much time does it take to make a million dollars yeah with our with our products and more? that's why we have a jobs board post up with the jobs board yeah. and you hire a but, consultant but here's what a lot of people do they have a fantastic living going to clients and customers saying what do you want and then they take all the cool open source adafruit stuff and they and make products there. for it and they sell it yes yeah okay okay oh that's uh, our show i think i got to all of them yeah, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. Don't forget the code is 5 at alive. We will have this code up till 159. Don't forget Box is going to be shipping really soon. It's Sign Halloween up. Themed. There's good stuff yeah. in it. All right. Stuff um, you can't get. Special thanks to Jesse May, behind the scenes in Slack, all the Adafruit remote team members that are uh, in Slack and also in Discord. Special thanks to all the Adafruit employees that are here in New York City. Also, um, I don't know if any of our new people are watching that just joined the, uh, the, the, the Adafruit team. Uh, Hector just joined Fab. Yes. Michelle just joined Fab. We also had Ranjit just joined uh, our web dev yeah. group. So uh, welcome aboard if you're watching the show. And uh, Ashley thanks. joined not too long ago. Ashley just joined too, yeah. So Ashley just starred in one of the Adabox videos That's too. That's right, you see her. She's wearing the yeah. beautiful cape. 
right. She wears that every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the, you know what's funny is when folks start here, they say, "I really like that the dress code is like wear cool black gothy clothing if you want." You don't have to. But but you could you, anything but goes. If you do, that's cool. Yeah, we, and it was one of the things we even put in our handbook. We're like, we really think it's cool for people to have self-expression, and yeah. some people came from jobs with it to cover tattoos. Not here, you know. Lots of things like that. I think it, it matters. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, we'll see everybody next Thanks, week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye.